0: Welcome to The Will Evans Show, a podcast that is meant to teach you everything you did not learn in school. And today we're going to be talking about contentment, and then I'm going to coach you up. Let's go. Not that I was ever in need For I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. So since it is Thanksgiving week, I thought it would be a very good time to talk about contentment. And so what you just heard was Philippians 4, 11 through 13, and it is one of my favorite passages of scripture on contentment. Because I love the way that Paul writes this, is that I've lived on almost nothing And I've lived with everything, but the secret to it all is living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. And then he obviously goes into Philippians 4.13, which is probably one of the most common Bible verses for even non-believers, and it's, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength, showing that contentment comes from Christ. And so, contentment, the definition of contentment is a state of happiness and satisfaction. And I like to think of contentment as as being at peace. You know, with whatever I have, I'm at peace with that. Whatever the Lord does in my life, I'm going to be at peace with that I'm going to have contentment with that, and and Philippians, when Paul writes this, and for for the non-believers out there, uh, Paul wrote Philippians, um, wrote to the church of Philippi, and it's uh, Philippians four eleven through thirteen. It teaches us that true contentment is possible. You know, so often in our world nowadays. Contentment, no one's content with anything. Contentment is not there. It's hard for someone to find true contentment, and that's just how our society is. But what I've learned from this passage is that contentment is possible. And so, regardless of your circumstances, this is possible for you. But it's through Christ that that contentment comes. So this this contentment doesn't come from outside. It doesn't come from our circumstances. It comes from inside of us and what the Lord is doing inside. And so during this Thanksgiving season, this week of Thanksgiving, I wanted to talk about how to have contentment. And the first thing is to you have to be grateful You have to be grateful for what you have. You have to reflect on what you have. So for me, and when I think of contentment, I think of, you know, I like to write down, I like to journal. So I like to write down, you know, how the Lord has blessed me over the past few months. And it's so cool to go back and look at those journal entries of what I've written because I'm like, man... The Lord truly has blessed me, and no matter how much, how many uh, trials I go through, it, that doesn't matter because at the end of it, I'm going to be at peace with what happened because the Lord has been good to me, and I love to line contentment up with money because a lot of times when people are thinking about their finances and about their money, they're like, I need to make more. I'm, I'm not, I don't have enough money to do that, but what I've learned when I've been studying biblical finance is that we have to be content with what we have. We have to be grateful for what we have. And yes, I do believe that anybody in America can, can have this wealth that I always talk about on this show, And if you get on the right plan, that can happen for you. But at the end of it, you can't let that be the driving motivator for you. There has to be something deeper. There has to be a deeper meaning for you. And that's why I always talk about your why on this show. You know, when you get on this plan, when you decide to get out of debt, when you decide that you want to quit living paycheck to paycheck, you have to know your why. Why are you doing this? Why are you deciding to do this now when you haven't done it before? And when you do that, you also have to be content with what you have. And that's one thing super cool about contentment is that when someone is content with what they have, this plan is so much easier because then they can sacrifice. We talk a lot about Hey, when you're in baby step two, when you are trying to pay off your debt, you have to, there are going to be things that you have to sacrifice. There's things that you cannot do, but you're living that way so that later you can do whatever you want. You can live however you want. But it's because in those times you were content with what you have and you were able to, uh, reflect on what you have and you were grateful for what you have and you know gratitude is one thing in our society that is it's sometimes it's just hard to see you know people they're just not very grateful for what they have they're playing the comparison game and when you play the comparison game man that can rob you of all of your joy you know when you're looking at what you think to be someone winning with their money, you think they're winning, but at the end of it, you don't know their situation. You don't know that they're leveraging debt to make their lifestyle look good, and that is why you cannot play the comparison game. You have to be content with what you have. And so contentment, it it also leads to generosity. So when you are content with what you have, you are then able to be generous to others because you realize you've you've reflected on what you have. You realize, man, the Lord has blessed me. Uh, I have all of this money. I have all this wealth. I have all of this stuff. And, you know, I want to be generous to others because I'm content with what I have. So you should be living a life with open hands. And I know we've talked about this on the show a little bit. And what I mean by living a life with open hands is when you have open hands, money can come in. Meaning that when you work and that the Lord can can bless you. And I do believe that the Lord blesses with money. And I, that's not the only way He blesses you. And I'm not saying that if you become a Christian and you do all this stuff that you're going that the Lord is just going to bless you with money. But I do believe that if you follow this plan, you can be wealthy because you've you are understanding how biblical finance works and you are managing the money that the Lord has given you and when you have that open hand, money can come in. But money can also go out. And what I mean by going out is that you can be generous to others. Generosity is one of the key takeaways that we, when you look at the life of Jesus, you think, man, that, I mean, he's one of the most generous people we've ever read about. You ultimately look at um, what he did for us on the cross. He sent his one and only son to be killed on a cross for uh, for our sins, he paid a debt that he didn't owe that we owed, and yet he still forgives us for our sins. And so that is, that's why I love talking about generosity as well. And and who who doesn't love to be generous? You know, like I've never given away money and been mad about it. Like when I when me and Kendall decide to support a ministry, or to support a family, we never feel bad about it. We get excited to do that because when you are a blessing to others, it just puts a smile on your face. And you can never be too generous. Like I, I just don't think that's possible, that you can be too generous. And so that is when I think of with Thanksgiving coming up and then Christmas right around the corner I want to reflect on just giving thanks and being content with what we have. And, you know, so much on this show, I'm like hardcore, like, hey, you got to pay off your debt. You got to do all this. But also, there is a time and place for where you can just sit back and be content with what you have. You're working this plan, you're getting out of debt. You're going to build wealth, and then you're going to be able to be outrageously generous. But all of that comes with being content for what you have. If you can't be content with what you have, this plan is not going to work. Because, like I said earlier, contentment, what comes with contentment is being grateful for what you have, but you're also going to be able to sacrifice things that you necessarily don't need right now. And it's never a a no, just a flat out no. It's, hey, I, I can't have that right now, but maybe later. And so that is one thing about contentment that I want everyone to hear is that you have to be grateful for what you have. And I love what Paul says. And it says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. So no matter what you have, You have to learn to be content with that. And then he says, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. You're listening to The Will Evans Show. Hey guys, it's Will. I know this show is all about what you didn't learn in school, but for some of you, you need a little more personalized help, and that's what Evans Financial Coaching is. I specialize in helping people pay off debt and build wealth. If this is you, I've put my contact info in the show notes, so please reach out. I'm here to help you. Evans Financial Coaching, creating paths to financial freedom. Welcome back to the Will Evans show. You just heard a commercial from our top sponsor. So make sure that you check him out in the show notes. Uh, And for those of you that don't know, I am the top sponsor of this show. And so, yes, you heard about financial coaching. If that is something you are looking for, please reach out to me. I would love to help you out. Uh, But if you want to help me out, the best way you can do that is to like this show, follow this show, subscribe to this show, and definitely leave a five-star review. I would love that. And you can always share it with your coworkers. Uh, You say, hey, I'm listening to this podcast, teaching me how to manage my money. Uh, I'm learning about things I didn't learn about in school. Share it with family, coworkers, and friends i would be much appreciated. And today, Ben has our question of the day. Yeah, the question of the day is, how much should I spend on Black Friday shopping? I guess it's only right since it is Thanksgiving week to talk about Black Friday shopping. And Black Friday shopping is one of those days that people decide to forget about contentment everything we talked about this show and they do and they decide to splurge on everything and so i i saw this question and i was like you know i want to have this on the show i want to talk about it because uh black friday shopping and just shopping in general can be one of those days that you um can get yourself into a hole if you're not careful so I'm going to answer this question and also give some tips for Black Friday shopping. So how much should I spend on Black Friday shopping? That is up to you and your budget. Hey, if you're wanting to spend, uh, if you want to do all your Christmas shopping for Black Friday shopping, there's nothing wrong with that. Me and Kendra always try and look at the Black Friday deals and see what, how can we, um, can we save money anywhere. Can we do that? And her and her mom love to go Black Friday shopping. So there's not a specific number that is uh, that you should spend on Black Friday. But here's where the tips come in handy. Do your research. Some people go into Black Friday shopping and they think everything's on sale. And that's not necessarily true. Do your research and make sure that, hey, if you're going in to buy a nugget ice machine... That you are getting the best deal on that Nugget Ice Machine. Look at it at other places. Does another place have a better deal? Is it actually on sale? There are some times where they may put a sale sticker on it, but it's not actually for sale. So you want to make sure you do your research and then also go in with a budget. So that's between you and your spouse. Uh, You need to set money aside. Hey, I'm only going to spend... $300 $300 for Black Friday shopping. Once you have that number, go in and you need to decide, hey, I'm looking for this item, this item, and this item, and that's it. You don't want to get yourself under a pickle to where you go in there, you see all this other stuff, and you give in to those discounts. Discounts are not always worth it. Y'all have heard me say this a million times. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. So do not bust your budget on Black Friday shopping. And don't bust your budget on Christmas shopping either, because Christmas comes on December 25th every single year, so you have to plan ahead. At the beginning of November, I already talked about, hey, you have to be saving for Christmas. It's that time of the year. I just finished up a Financial Peace University class, which is through through my local church, and it's Financial Peace University is the class that that helped me learn about the baby steps. It's through Ramsey Solutions. But I was the last class I was telling everyone in there, hey, how's your budget going? Are you already planning for Christmas? Go ahead and start saving. And it's always amazing to me when I look out and people are shocked that I'm talking about saving for Christmas, but yet they're the ones when Christmas rolls around, they're hurrying around. They don't have any money for Christmas and they're going to have to put it on a credit card. I do not want that for you. One, if you're listening to this show, we've already cut up all those credit cards. So if you haven't, go ahead and do that as well. But yes, Black Friday shopping can be very helpful for you because if you're going to be buying stuff for Christmas or you need some home renovations or whatever it may be, yes, it is a good time to buy. But do your research on it and make sure that you can afford it. Do not buy something that you cannot afford. If you don't have the money in the bank, don't buy it. And as always, it's a big thank you to Ben for making this show run, giving us our question of the day as well. Remember, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. This is The Will Evans Show.